It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Upfront program for this um, Tuesday morning, Feb 23, 2021. Roger Bouchard here. Uh, today, it's David Susi, member of the Woonsocket City Council. Tomorrow, Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt will be uh, stopping by. And we'll be uh, chatting with her and Mr. Susi today about their favorite city, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And uh, so, Dave Susi is in studio. Hi, Dave. How are you doing today? Good morning, Roger. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. As always. And uh, we're going to be uh, chatting a little bit about the council meeting. And uh, when we say a little bit, that's because um, it was um, a relatively uh, quiet docket. And what we do, um, just to um, let our, some of our newer listeners know, is that there's a city council meeting twice a month, at least uh, during the winter time. And so after the council meeting, we invite one of the seven sitting members of the council to join us the day after. And we go through through the agenda a little bit and um, try to clarify maybe something that uh, might be a little bit uh, ambiguous or maybe uh, just didn't get covered much or, or you just didn't hear the meeting. So uh, that's uh, the purpose, uh, the first purpose of it. And if when we run out of stuff like that, well, then we'll ask uh, some other questions. So it's a talk show. So if you uh, have any uh, questions for Mr. Susie, you can do uh, one or two things. You can give us a call, 7690600. Or let me open up our uh, email address here. Or you can send us an email up front at WNRI.com, and uh, we'll acknowledge it. And, uh, and short of that, uh, I'll have some questions. So are we ready to begin? Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Let's get underway. When Sarkis City Council met last night, I think the uh, first thing I'd like to center on um, is um, what uh, Mr. Um, D'Agostino had to say. He uh, is uh, the public works director for the city of Woonsocket. He could have spoken on a whole bunch of things, like um, what roads are going to be paved yeah. <laughs> this summer or how's the uh, water treatment plant coming. But this time he spoke on an update on Cass Park. What, mm -hmm. what did he tell you last night? Yeah, well, I think he, whoops, I messed the line, there we go. Yeah. Um, I think he felt uh, compelled to talk a little bit about Caspock because there's been, you know, between the Caspock and the Barry Field discussions that have been going on over the last uh, few weeks, uh, I think he wanted to, you know, just put some things clear about, about the park itself. Uh, the, with, with some grant monies, they were able to, to hire a firm that's uh, looking into the, uh, into the materials that are existing there at Caspock because those materials are valuable and, and the plan the, the ultimate plan is that if if they they can get the, the enough money to, for, for those materials which is the gravel the really high grade gravel um they can actually pay for the the uh, the new uh, sports complex that's been proposed um there was no real other details last night i think he just wanted to say that you know the, the ball is rolling about uh getting this this gravel assessed uh he's very very optimistic that it's going to be worth what he thinks it's worth and which would go a long long way towards any plans that that, that they have there um you know it's i, I think he just wanted to make, make sure people understood that um you know there is no real you know the next step after that would be an engineering plan but you know as you know roger the you know between the school school committee and the city council and the administration there's going to be a lot more discussions because you know i think that's where we uh, maybe a fell, fall, fallen short a little bit, uh, and because of that, I think some misinformation has been been going around uh, around town. Um, it's an exciting project, and anybody at any level realizes that you know putting all these these sports uh, uh, fields and so forth right next to the high school, which is the ones that that, that use them, uh, makes sense. Already, you know, baseball is played at at Reno Field. Um, uh, which is right near the high school. Already the girls' tennis uses the new tennis courts, not new, but the re re uh, refurbished tennis courts of Ellsworth, which is, again, right near the high school. The girls' softball uh, plays in the new field that is sitting there in Cass Park, again, right near the high school. Um, you know, just lo you know, logically, uh, the next step is to, to bring those, those, the football uh, and the track uh, to that space. And there is, you know, again, there's ample space to do that. There will be much more details uh, coming coming forth, but I think this was the first step of showing that you know it's it's feasible, meaning that it could pay for itself based on the materials that they have there. So that's what Steve, I think, he felt uh, compelled to to want to clarify. 
So uh, do you, uh, since uh, we're talking about Cass Park, when you talk about Cass Park, Barry Field comes into the uh, into the discussion. And so uh, do you have a, a position on the Barry Field thing or, uh, yeah. or do you... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really a position. Your, can you give us your position yeah, on Barry? Field? There you go. Um, it's not really a position. I think you know because we have never sat yet as a as a joint uh, you know city council sitting with the with the school committee. Uh, ultimately, from what I understand, it's the school committee that, that you know gets to to make that call in in a, in a, in a sense because they they do run and control the Barry Field, uh, and uh, I think this, it's just a complex issue. I mean. On its surface, I mean, that's was you know, it's a beautiful big piece of property that which would be obviously, and you know, whether we do it or not, but I mean, it would certainly be a wonderful uh, place to to expand our any economic development that could you know, foreseeably happen in this community. Uh, it's it's the spot, right? It's uh, it's sitting on uh, you know the, the highways. It has uh, it's just it's it's, it's flat. I mean, it, it just has all sorts of things going for it as a commercial thing. But again, there's so much more to it than that because of the, the treaties that were signed many years ago. Um, the fact that it's still being used now for, for the high school. I mean, it's, it's premature to really to go anywhere beyond that right now. Uh, if ultimately we could, we could fully move all the, the, the high school sports to the, to the Cass Avenue uh, campus and make a real nice sports complex there and, and really meet the needs of, of, of everybody, um, I, I would be looking. I would be open to looking at the the uh, possibility of developing uh, that that area, but again, I think we're a long, long way from that. Um, and uh, I know there's a lot of strong feelings on both sides, so it's, it's going to be a long. You know, it's nothing that's going to happen tomorrow. But the beauty about Cass Park is that it doesn't have to. It, it doesn't hinge on on what we decide or don't decide on Barry Field. Uh, building these the new sports complex at, at Cass Park would, you know, is is a, is a Standalone thing. I mean, uh, we could still bring all those the, the sports in, and then decide later on what to do with Barry Field if we do move those sports from there. You know, if you're just tuning in, that voice is Dave Susie. He's a member of the Woonsocket City Council. He's in studio with us uh, right now. And uh, Dave, we have um, a caller online, so we're going to uh, clear that call and uh, see what uh, question they may have yeah. or comment they may have, and then we'll move on to other things. Like commercials. All right. Hello there, and welcome to the program. Your comment, please. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Council uh, Council Susie. Uh, I got two. Qu- I have two questions. I'll make it brief. Um, but my first question, uh, Mr. Susie, is probably probably something that's not really in your scope as a town council, as a city councilor. So I, I don't expect you to, you know. But just I wanted your opinion on something. I keep seeing all this stuff in the paper about. Um, the DMV um, in license plates and censoring license plates and stuff like that. And I just think it's, I don't understand how they have time to do this personally, and I don't understand how they have the budget to do this. Like, I, I, do, I don't know why they just don't issue the plates with whatever the person wants on it. I just, I don't know, I guess I'm insensitive, but if I see the F word, I don't care. It's just, I, I don't miss a beat in my life. If somebody came up to you and said, you know, hey, Mr. Susie, you know, you're my, you're my city councilor. What's your opinion on this? Should, should, should I be able to get the F word printed on my license plate? What is your, just your opinion? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, it, I, funny, there was some, just something in the paper, I think, or the news I just saw recently, and someone was allowed to use yep, not the right. whole word, but the, the F letter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can't remember exactly how, how, how it got worded. You know, again, it is not in my purview. You're right. Absolutely not. I have nothing to do with the, with the DMV or, uh, or their rules and decisions. But as, you know, I think people should be a lot pretty, you know, liberal into what they can and can't put on their on their plates. Um, but certainly, I think there has to be limits on everything. I mean, because we don't want to be running around a town where we see a place that uh, insult or uh, offend everybody that's driving by. So I, I think there's a, a, a line to be drawn. Uh, but certainly, you know, being relatively liberal with that, I, I have no problem with it. Um, again, to a limit. So, but that's just my opinion. I know. I, I see where the, I see where there where a, a certain slur words I, I don't think would be in, in, in acceptable. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I, I agree. But I think we should be pretty liberal. I think right. there should be a pretty narrow scope of what we do. And the the one that said it was FKGAS. There you go. That's yeah. all it said. I mean, right. it didn't. You know, it's just, and he got it, and he, and he was able to keep it. So which was which was great. So for his yeah. But well, my other question is: Are you aware of any um, like uh, public like private partnerships about land management in the city of Woonsocket now? I mean, I know we don't have a ton of open space. I, I mean, I totally get that, and I'm sure some of it's managed by the state. Mm-hmm. But is there anywhere where they do have, like, people who maintain trails, um, uh, stuff like that, like mountain biking trails? Or is it something that, that is offered by the state? I mean, if someone did a pro- like, if I did approach the city council with a plan to, like, 
create some cool trails or something on public land mm -hmm. that would be done super responsibly and you know um you know always of course you know environmental impacts we, we want we want to we want it to be better not worse but right. are, there, are you aware of any private public partnerships and are they available you know i'm not i'm not aware of that right now but certainly if you if you or somebody else had uh, something to propose to the council to look at and, and consider I'd, I'd be open for that i think uh, i think you're, you're going down a, a good path there uh, i think uh um Certainly, there's possibility. So I'd be I'd be open to looking at it for sure. You know. Okay, I might come to you guys with some plans, and I appreciate your time, yeah, today, sir. Absolutely. Thank Have a you. Good day. Okay. Bye. You're on the upfront program on WNRI, and uh, Dave Susie is with us, and we're talking about Woonsocket uh, City Government. And um, I, um, as far as his comments on the license plates and and so forth, I I'm familiar with all the bad words that are out there. And uh, there's a list, and there's right? some right. There's some real nasty ones, but I don't think I'm anxious in seeing them being displayed on on a plate in front of me as I wait for a light. Yeah. You know, there are certain words that even though I know what they are, probably even I might have used them a few times in my day. Um, I'm not interested in seeing them uh, on a on a public plate yeah. uh, that's issued by our you know by it's issued by the state, but. Maybe I'm like um, dancing on the uh, edge of uh, censorship, so um, I might have to, um, you know, make my views but a little I, more liberal. I, and I, that's what I was talking about. We don't want to run around people. There's enough road rage as it is, but can you imagine if everybody's plate offends everybody else? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh boy, it'll be trouble, right? You got it. <laughs> We're going to be back with uh, more of the uh, Upfront program here on WNRI. You have a, have a question for David? Well, he's uh, right here in the studio and be more than happy to... Uh, to take your question. We have a new sponsor. You might have read about her in the Valley Breeze. You may have read about her in the Woonsocket Call. You're certainly going to hear about her on the radio. Her name is Glow, and she has a new business called Interiors by Glow. Not only that, but she also does tax returns. We have a separate advertisement uh, for, uh, for her. We're going to play the Interior uh, commercial right now. But um, if you... Uh, also uh, want to have your taxes prepared. She's the uh, she's the woman to see. But here is the um, here's the advertisement for her main business, which is on Social Street. Home decor personally tailored to your style. That describes interiors by Glow. She offers a wide variety of interior design opportunities, including products made exclusively for your home's interior and exterior while working within your budget. Tell Glow what your budget is, and she'll work with you to make your dream become a reality. Products and services provided include draperies and top treatments, custom chair cushions, decorative pillows, tailor-made slipcovers, as well as upholstery and furniture restoration. She also offers wall and tabletop home decor accents, one of her kind artist creations, and Glow's own handmade candles. Something for everyone. Interiors by Glow offers styles of cellular shades, window shadings, vertical and faux wood blinds. All professionally measured and installed. Consultation services for interior design and decorating also available both virtually and in home. To schedule an appointment, call Glow at Interiors by Glow. 401-766-0106 or visit their showroom located at 275 Social Street, Woonsocket. That phone number again, 401-766-0106. Inside dining available or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant Bellingham. Open seven days a week for a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood to Italian dishes and tasty pizzas. Getting hungry? Well, come on in today and enjoy the friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup orders or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery available. Open at noontime for lunch. Yeah, as the man said, uh, Grumpy's is open at noontime. And they have a, a nice fried clam plate. Uh, it's a lunch size fried clam plate. It's eleven ninety nine, and uh, it is um, very popular on the menu. Or you can make it simple. How about just a couple of nice grilled hot dogs with toasted buns, and then they bring you a side of uh, diced onions and all the mustard you want to slather on and relish. Uh, it's really absolutely uh, a nice. Um, what we'd call comfort food type of thing, and and those um, those hot dogs come with uh, their own homemade uh, French fries, 
over at uh, Grumpy's, or a combination of onion rings and French fries, or just order onion rings. It's all part of it. It's all five ninety nine. You can't beat the deal. And it's at Grumpy's. All right, let me check my um, little schedule here. I got one more. Scott McGee. What do you got for us, Scott? Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. All right, Scott sent me this uh, just on Friday, and he said, Roger... Uh, this is going to go quickly on South Main Street. It's a great investment property or perfect for an owner-occupant. Live in the larger unit while getting a little bit of income from the one-bedroom apartment attached. Plenty of off-street parking along with an out, outbuilding. Outbuilding to put the uh, lawnmower and snowblower, things like that in there. One-car garage. The roof and most windows and the heating system all done within the last eight years. And, of course, South Main Street being a nice, convenient location. And so, let's uh, see if we can uh, sell this one here. Two sixty is the um, is the asking price, and I've got a picture of it uh, right here. I'll show it to Dave. You probably might recognize it from, uh, I mean, I've seen it uh, going by on South Main Street a million times, and uh, there it is. And uh, this I- house, um, it's got the snow uh, on the sidewalk, meaning that... Uh, the picture was uh, taken just a few days ago. It's at 435 South Main Street. 260 is the asking price. Built in 1900. Scott McGee would love to show you that property. And um, and maybe that's going to be your new home. Let's get back to the Upfront program. Thank you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right. The panel has reconvened. It's Roger and Dave. Uh, and we've... Uh, been uh, talking to each other for a number of years, haven't we? Uh, we have. Long, telling you, longer been, than we can <laughs> sometimes been think a about. L- long haul day. There you go. Right? Yep. Well, we're still here. Hey, we're talking about uh, Woonsocket City uh, Council business, Woonsocket City Council meeting last night. And looking at the agenda, Dave, uh, do you see, uh, uh, before we go on to other topics, mm-hmm. do you see um, other uh, topics that uh, we should be uh, be talking about? Yeah. Or is this a pretty quiet meeting? It was a quiet meeting. The uh, one other thing that had come up uh, was one of the uh, new piece of, um, I think it was a, uh, uh, let's see here. It was authorizing a, the, uh, so currently the, uh, the uh, housing authority has the, plant, the housing authority director, um, and the housing authority director and the security director of the housing authority have uh, the ability to issue parking tickets within their within the housing uh, complexes uh, parking is sometimes is an issue with, with you know from what what I'm told um, and uh, so they can do that what they there was a bill uh, a resolution last night to give the approval for the the deputy director of the housing authority um, the ability to to give these uh, uh, these parking tickets um, which doesn't sound like a big deal but it, I guess they needed a council approval to do that and which we gave. Um, we did have uh, the the, how, the public uh, safety director on, on on the on the Zoom meeting last night as well, and um, and it, it just makes sense. I mean, apparently some people are double parking, sometimes are blocking people, and uh, one issue did come up of people that go to these housing authority, these housing uh, projects uh, that are doing uh, uh, work. Uh, excuse me, uh, like. Um, Healthcare, uh, healthcare uh, work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if you, if you listened to the meeting last night. So that was these people were concerned that if you know sometimes it's difficult for them to find a place to park. Are they going to be getting a pocket ticket every time they do it? So I think they're in the works right now of getting something worked out where there'll be some sort of uh, you know a sticker on the car and they'll be you know signing up uh, if they're a health worker uh, that, that that that's servicing um, the, these these folks. And I think well, I think they'll work it out. But uh, that that's pretty much the biggest controversy. Not controversy, but interesting thing on the docket last night. Well, if I were a council member, I probably would have voted for that, Being having been on the Housing Authority. There are some right. uh, people who uh, come onto the Housing Authority property who are not even residents, right. who uh, park uh, improperly and illegally yeah. and so forth. And I think uh, what the Housing Authority wanted to do is <clears throat> make it a little bit easier, especially on weekends and overnight when maybe the director is not always on the road, That's exactly. to uh, tag these people who uh, clearly... Are uh, are are um, you know really abusing the parking privileges yep. up there, and they have a security staff, um, so um, yep. why not um, make it available uh, to them? And as um, I think I, I was listening to uh, to some of the some of the background on this, uh, the uh, the police department will 
train and instruct uh, anybody who is issuing this uh, a uh, parking uh, ticket uh, on how to do it and uh, and how to properly uh, engage people. Right, exactly. Because we don't want trouble. No. <laughs> All right. So we've got. Um, I don't know if uh, you. Um, uh, I'm looking at a whole bunch of what we call um, city council issues, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm just going to uh, bring a few up um, simply because uh, they're of interest to me. Um, doing a, a charter revision, we had a, a special commission uh, that was um, engaged last year, and uh, they they met and uh, they made some recommendations. And I think one of the recommendations that uh, came out of it was uh, just to rewrite uh, or review the city charter, not rewrite it, review it, and uh, maybe uh, do a little cleanup and and so forth. Have you heard about uh, whether Mr. Ward's going to move that legislation up? Yeah, matter of fact, uh, I. I I don't think we've done it yet, but it will be coming up very shortly. We're required by by state law to to, to do a, a charter review every ten years, and we are at that ten year level right now. So, um, I'm, yeah, we're looking forward to, to, to that, and uh, that'll certainly be on the if it's not on the next docket, uh, it, it'll be very very soon because it's an it's an important thing. And some of that the commission that we did put together last year, the uh, uh, racial bias commission, I mm -hmm. believe it was we called it, mm -hmm. um, and um, it was great folks that, that were involved with that, and they put together a they gave the, the council a couple of great reports. Um, I think, it, to me, in my opinion, that that's something that that's ongoing work because you no, know, they they gave us a report, but a lot of the, what they were trying to find, they didn't have access to for whatever you know variety of reasons. Um, I think that's a commission that I would love to see you know uh, just meet maybe uh, quarterly or, or something or even twice a year to update what they the work that they did do. But some of the work that they came out of that with was you know s stuff like should we have wards in our city should we have we're all at large right now so for, for, the, for the elections and what that means is that every, you, know, you can run for council and no matter where you live within the city you know you're, you can you just all take together right the ward system which a lot of communities have um and which one socket had many years ago uh, means that if you live in fairmount if you live in uh, if you live in burning if you live in uh, uh east one socket you have those are your, your your wards and you run against people in, within those wards for the seats on, on the council uh, some communities have a, 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 a variation of that, meaning a, a, a combination of, of some uh, at large and some, you know, uh, by, by the ward. So there's a lot of stuff to, to think about. Um, there's a lot of opinions on that stuff. But that's what a charter commission, charter review commission would, would study and look at and, and either recommend or not uh, to, to have put into law. Dave, uh, being a small city that we are at 8.8 .8 square miles, I can see in cities where, uh, like, for instance, um, like Fort Lauderdale, like, mm -hmm. uh, goes like... Uh, uh, 12 miles out one way and, right. uh, and 16 Huge. miles north and south. Anyway, if uh, I live in Oak Grove or East Socket, yeah. and, and you live uh, in the north end, which you do, um, I don't feel like we're that big that you wouldn't understand an issue True. that I have in Oak Grove. I guess I'm asking you um, yeah, are I, you for the ward system or are yeah. you for at large? I'd, I'd love to look at it more. There's a, it's not so in within Rhode Island. I mean, we have we have Providence. I think we have Warwick. We have uh, Cranston. These are all communities that, that have that have ward systems, um, from what I was told anyway. Um, you know, you're right. If I live in the North End or East Woonsocket, but if you live in Fairmount, if you live in the Burning District, are you having the same uh, discussions as everybody else in, in the North End or in East Woonsocket? I don't know, and I think. What it does bring about is, a, is a, I think it brings about a variety of people that might want to come out and, and run, knowing that they can. That it's a smaller section of their where they live that they can maybe have some success in. Um, you know, and I know the other side of the odd argument is that it can be abused because the same people get elected over and over. Although we we have that now without without the war system, right? Um, so it's it's a complex issue, Roger. But I think some people would have a. a an opinion that yes, if depending on where you live with, within the city, there are different concerns. Um, so, um, if you if you live, you know, uh, on uh, on uh, uh, Cumberland Hill Road, right next to the you know with the the uh, the sewage treatment plant and all that stuff, I mean, you have mm -hmm. different opinions. If you don't live in that, near that area, you may not understand, you know, how concerned they are about the smells of that area, right? Um, so, bringing different perspectives and forcing that, meaning you're you're, you're forcing the, the, the fact that different people that live in the different parts will have representation. I think it can bring about some nice discussions. Again, we are small, so I, I agree with you that I think uh, a lot of us do seem to know uh, the, the issues uh, st citywide. So. Email writes, uh, David, um, during your last city council member interview, 
It was stated by one city councilor that Main Street is dead. I don't, I don't know. Do you, I, I don't remember anybody me. saying that. I, no, I don't yeah. think they were saying it was you. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, uh, clearly they say that. Does Mr. Susi agree with that statement? Mm-hmm. Why or why not? Uh, but I don't remember it being dead. But let's make believe yeah. somebody said yeah. Main Street is dead. Well, you have people that say different things about, about Main Street. And again, God bless them. I mean, we, we've been talking about Main Street, and, and, and again, in my professional life uh, for the past 30 years, and trying to, to really, uh, you know, we've seen small successes here and there. But there's a, right now, Main Street is certainly not dead. There's some wonderful, I think, exciting things that are, that are on the horizon. There is a, a handful of companies that have, have opened up. There's a new hairdressing shops. There's going to be a, a comedy club that will be opening finally after the, the COVID pause. Of, uh, and, and other shops that are that are that are going to be opening. I can't remember their names right now. But uh, and on top of that, the uh, the training center, which is the training school, um, not a. a Disciplinary training school, but vocational, the, uh, vocational <laughs> school, right? <laughs> Companies like CVS and Fidelity and so forth will be will be you know sending people to the to these to this training center. Um, that's exciting, and what that means is that more foot traffic, and I think the opportunity for investment is going to be uh, present itself. And I, I'm I'm very excited and really legitimately excited about Main Street. Um, we are fortunate that what is left is 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 it's just it's it's uh, it looks good. There's great history behind it. Uh, and uh, I think it, it just needs, uh, again, more, more uh, attention and more uh, investment. And I think we're starting to see that. And I'm sorry. I mean, no, I'm certainly Main Street's not dead, in my opinion. I, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen, in the, especially in the next couple of years. Let's press another button, get another uh, reaction here. Do you have a comment for Mr. Susie? Well, I have a comment for both of you. Okay. Uh, and it regards the subject you were speaking about having wards in the city of mm-hmm. Woonsocket. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I tend more to your uh, neck of the, the, the decision. And to me, it would just create more divisiveness in our city. And uh, it seems to me, since I've been here in the area, that uh, I know the group I was working for was involved in trying to bring a commonality and address issues that everyone that lives in Woonsocket has and make us understand uh, situations in each other's neighborhood, I'll say. So to me, doing that would just set up one group against another group of people who live in a particular area. And I'm going to address that, that odor situation. I am positive that even though you live in the North End, because uh, I've heard uh, Mr. Pickard mention it in the past, and he lives up, uh, you know, on uh, the street further on. And uh, I, I think everybody gets a sense of having to drive by there, especially getting to Route 99. So uh, we should all be concerned about the atmosphere in the neighborhoods and uh, not just focus on our own little nice little couple of streets that we live on okay thank you all right we appreciate your comment absolutely and i I agree i think like i said that's why there's a lot of discussion still to be had about that i think if if you know know, common sense people sit down and listen to each other uh we can find the the pros and cons about uh, the system Uh, we wouldn't be inventing anything there are award systems all over the country and, and all over the state of rhode island as well uh, that's why I, I didn't, it, you know, fully support either way. I, I think, but it's certainly worth looking at and, and hearing people that have opinions that are not our own, and uh, and find out what what they think about uh, this thing. And I think that's what you talk about when we doing the charter review. Emailer says, um, "I've seen the council meetings on YouTube, which is great, and that it's offered live. However, not all councilors are visible during the Zoom meetings." Ah, why aren't they given the same equipment by the taxpayers, the mayor as well? And when will you be back in City Hall? And let me close the door while you're answering. (laughs) Want to close this? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to address that. It's funny, you know, lately, for some reason, uh, I'm always on. Uh, I I just think it's... And we all have the same equipment, by the way. We've all been issued, as city councilors, uh, we're all issued uh, uh, a nice little uh, iPad. Um, and uh, we also we all have the access to putting ourselves on video. I don't know why. Uh, can we a, see your face, Dave? You um, can see my face every my lovely face every week, every other week. Um, <laughs> no, it's really and I again I think it's a choice of, of counselors if they want to be on the video or not. Um, but I agree. I think they should. I think. I mean, we are 
uh, we're not able to be live right now in, in, in person at City Hall, so I think this is the next best thing. And uh, I'm, I'm appreciate that question because I, I don't know why. And, I, and, and same with the administration. I'm not sure why we don't, we don't see faces. Um, again, good, bad, and ugly. I mean, <laughs> hopefully we'll be on, the, be on this very soon. We could all meet again in City Hall and, uh, and things get, you know, back to some sort of normal again. Uh, but good question. And uh, I always, but we all have access to it. So, yes, I don't think it's a, it's a matter of question of, uh, of, uh, of uh, whether we have the, uh, the, the uh, equipment. We all have it. Off microphone, uh, we were starting to talk on another issue, but I think we both agreed with tending uh, toward um, getting uh, a little bit more back to normal. Like we were talking about whether the Rotary Club should be meeting in person. And we'll use the Rotary Club as a good example because um, it's non-political, but uh, it's a group that did meet in person and then went to Zoom, is on Zoom and uh, we'll be considering whether they're going to go back live or not. And so, therefore, then we look at the city council and say, well, uh, if things are getting a little bit better and, and rates are going down and so forth, um, maybe soon that could happen, too. I think, I think so. I think uh, I know that uh, President Dan uh, Gendron and, uh, has, has spoken of it. And uh, I'm, I, I bet you very, very soon we're going to be uh, uh, we'll be back in, in, in Harris Hall and, and then very safely in Harris Hall. The way they've set it up now, it's. It's a, it's a very safe way to, to meet, in my opinion. So, I have a question for you that I don't expect um, a detailed answer, just kind of a generalized answer. Because we, we have seven members of the council, and I would say that Mr. Ward would probably be, along with Mr. Kanoya, the two fiscal type of guys. Not to saying that you, you can't oh, no. count or anything, but I, I do think that their, uh, their line of work uh, keeps them um, dealing with uh, numbers all the time. Right. So this would probably be a better and fairer question to them. But generally speaking, as a council member, do you feel Winsocket's fiscal condition, mm -hmm. uh, without having a lot of uh, facts and figures in yeah. front of you, do you feel comfortable that we're in a, a, a good place or, or uh, is disaster around the corner? Well, we're in a good place. There's no question. Again, just looking back over the last like five years, I mean, you know, we certainly and it's not that the administration and then the council does their tweaking and and so forth over the years. But I think by virtue of the fact that we just got uh, was it I don't know if it was Moody's or one of these uh, rating organizations Moody's last again. week uh, re reaffirmed our uh, our uh, very positive rating. Um, that took a lot of hard work. I mean, uh, you know, there was a lot of pain as you people can recall. You know, seven eight years ago. Um, and over the last five years with, with you know, uh, it's been, yeah, we're in great fiscal shape. Now, what the concern is, of course, is this, this whole COVID world thing, uh, whether or not we're going to get the state aid that we're, we're accustomed to um, is going to be a, a big question. That's, that's, that's what's really hanging over a lot of, a, a lot of uh, municipalities, including Woonsocket. Um, so that's something we don't know about yet. And uh, we're, we're all hopeful that, uh, that, we, that the aid will be there as we expect. And uh, if it is, then I think things continue to be uh, um, very great fiscally. But if it's not, then we have to make some hard decisions. And those will be, you know, things we talk about uh, down the line. But certainly as we speak, the city of Winsocket is in great fiscal shape. Back in a moment on the Upfront program. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces Flip Flop Wines, a California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored with amazing taste. Listen to this. We have two bottles of Flip Flop Wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, Regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. Still on sale, Tis. Dale wines from California in six varieties, including a Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato choices. And yes, again, two bottles for $10. And we continue with the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light, 30-pack, $25.50 plus tax. New hours for the convenience of customers open daily at 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. Have a question? Call 765-1800 and speak to Mike, the manager. Is tonight a Savini's night? 
Great service and delicious food, says Kathleen on Facebook. JR wrote a jewel in one socket. That's what customers say about Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. 476 Rathbun Street. For instance, our meatballs are made fresh with a combination of seasonings. The result, delicious. And we pride ourselves on fresh, made-from-scratch dishes like our pasta bolognese. Check out our Facebook page for upcoming specials. Family-style chicken, always available. Hi, this is Gina Savini, inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's, perfect for any event. And Savini's will be open at 4 o'clock this afternoon for your dining convenience. And uh, somebody was asking me yesterday, uh, where can I get um, family-style chicken on a Tuesday night? And I said, well, Savini's always offers family-style chicken uh, any time that they're open. So when you walk in the door, if that's what you feel like eating, family-style chicken, we have it. Of course, it's not our, you know, it's, I'm, you know, myself, when I go to, I never have family-style chicken at uh, Savini's. I always have, well, I'm boring, eggplant parmesan. But anyway, try it at Savini's, and they'll be open later today. Just when the holidays are over, and I think there's nothing more to think about financially. But then February and March always get me thinking about how i got to get my taxes done, get my finances organized, my receipts, my deductions. And I don't just want to walk into one of those stores because that seems not very personal. So I start thinking about getting my tax return done by a CPA. Just saying it makes me feel better. They have all those years of experience. Most have a master's in finance or accounting. That's the kind of knowledge I need for my taxes. Yes, I'm going to a CPA this year. That makes me feel a whole lot more relaxed. With a CPA, you get a professional with a higher education, more years of training, and a greater breadth of knowledge than the rest of the pack. This tax season, don't trust your finances to anyone less. Hire the best. A CPA. Few prepare as rigorously. Brought to you by Care Kasha, certified public accountants and business consultants. Call 732-8900 for your appointment. Here's good news from the Woonsocket Call and Pawtucket Times. If you're already a Prince subscriber to the Woonsocket Call, we have free access to our e-edition from now on. No extra charge. In addition, we have a three-month special for new subscribers. Just $15.99 a month for print and digital subscription. Three months prepaid. Only $10.99 a month for digital only. Three months prepaid. And all these low rates are renewable for up to a year. Call the subscription department right now at 767 767-8504. See you online with digital or home delivery or both from the call and the times. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. We are back here on the Upfront program. And uh, David Susi is with us. And uh, tomorrow, Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt will uh, stop in. Same, uh, same seat here. We'll, uh, uh, we'll sanitize it in between. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we'll chat with her about uh, city government. Uh, but, you know, uh, having a little fun here with this question. Uh, but clearly, out of the uh, seven members of the city council... You probably get along with the mayor better than, let's say, some other members of the city council. Would you probably, say that it would be a safe probably, assumption? That's probably true, I guess. Um, yes. So, uh, is it because um, we're all neighbors uh, that uh, that the, that this happens, or is it just because uh, you just like the way she runs government? Well, you know, with, with Lisa and I, 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 Lisa, I've known Lisa since she was a, she was a kid. She was a, a good friend of a, a cousin of mine, so I've known Lisa for many, many, many years. So, but me, but you know, before high school. Um, so I think because of that, we've always been friendly through the years and, uh, um, uh, that's, and, we, and we happen to live in the same neighborhood now. Um, but, um, yeah, I think just that, that knowing her for so long, I think it, it just said, and I've always, but we've always been friendly. So, um, doesn't mean I agree with her all the time, that's for sure. Um, and, and th- th- these things happen, but, uh, yeah. And with that said, with the rest of the council, I think, you know, things that, to me, my feelings that things are a little bit better. Meaning, I think she can certainly speak to us and speak to the majority of the council. Uh, again, whether people agree or, or not is, is something else. But I'm, I'm very hopeful that uh, that at least dialogue can happen without feelings of animosity. Because that, you know, when you have that feel, those feelings, nothing really positive gets done, right? Um, you got to at least have some respect and uh, 
and I, I, I think we're all we're all doing that now, and I, I, I hope it continues. Uh, uh, and uh, it doesn't mean again that everybody agrees, and, uh, and it's all kumbaya. But I think having good discussions is so vital if we're going to really look at certain issues. Um, you know, Barry Fuel could be an example of that. You got to at least. You don't have to agree, but we have to be able to, to feel that we're all coming from a, a place that we believe in, and then and, and then you move on from there. So I, I hope it gets. I hope those those feelings, if they're still there, go away, and uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that they will. We're chatting about Woonsocket City government. So you um, you do you feel that there's um, um, pretty open communication between the bodies, the two bodies, yeah. uh, the city yeah. government administration and the council. And the council, it is. I think again, I think sometimes they get frustrated if they if 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 things are perceived as if they were you know sometimes the council sometimes might feel that they're. The, the, the last to know sometimes on certain things that might come out or something like that. It could be perceived that way. Um, I think communication will go a long way to, I think, to, uh, to, to easing any tensions that might, might, might be there. Uh, I think it's just imperative that we both sides really uh, always realize that uh, by communicating, we're gonna, we'll, we'll at least end up uh, having good, solid discussions. And that's all you can hope for. You know? We're chatting with uh, Dave Susi, He's a member of the Woonsocket City Council. And and uh, how'd you do on um, on election day? Uh, did you me? Were you were you satisfied with? I uh, came in. I did win. I did, you know <laughs> back on the council. Uh, <laughs> I came in. You know I'm satisfied for my myself. I think I, I came in third out of uh, out of the out of the uh, the bunch. So that, I was very happy with that. I think I did the same thing uh, two two years ago. Um, but I you know so obviously I was very disappointed because I did you know run along with uh, Garrett Manseri and uh, Margot Marso and uh, um, two which I thought were outstanding candidates and. Uh, uh, unfortunately, they didn't get in. Um, everybody showed pretty well. I think the numbers were, there's a lot of people that voted in the city co you know, comparatively from years past. And uh, everybody got a, a good amount of votes. And I think, uh, uh, I'm hoping that they'll, they'll, they'll try it again. Uh, because uh, I, I know that they're, they're, they're good people, uh, smart and uh, good ideas. And I think, you know, any, any community needs people like that. And I, I'm hoping we can get them in next time. We'll, we'll see. I'll have to take them out to, for drinks and con convince them. Let's talk about one of your favorite topics, um, economic development. Mm -hmm. And um, so here you are sitting on the council, and, and you know that if you walk into City Hall that there's no um, director of planning, and we, we probably have, um, e even if there was a director of planning, we would probably have one of the smallest staffs of that kind of a, of a body um, in for a city our size. So how do, you know... How do we <laughs> develop the city and uh, yeah. if we don't have any bodies to do it? You, bingo. <laughs> it's my, it's really something that, that, uh, that eats away at me all the time. And again, I, you know, we can speak of it, but uh, until we, we start seeing some, some, some change, we need a director. We need a, we need a, 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 a director of planning uh, and development. Um, some communities call that planning and economic development. It doesn't matter how you, what you name it. We need someone in charge. Uh, we're very fortunate. We have a wonderful city planner, uh, Kevin Proff. Um, but we need that, 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 that leader that spearheads everything, that uh, can delegate and, uh, and get things done. But we do also, you're right. I mean, in the last budget, we did eliminate a couple of jobs that were uh, at the, uh, the planning uh, department. Um, you get in trouble when you don't have the right people in place. And I think, and you also can't follow up on things that you might have the best intention on. Um, there's reasons why, you know, successful cities have successful planning departments, and uh, uh, I think we, we have to get there. And, uh, again, it's a frustration. Uh, and why we don't have a, a director now, I know they're trying. I know that they're, they've put it out a number of times to try to, to, to get someone uh, to, to want to come on board. Um, and uh, I think we'll get there. I think it may take, and if it, and it, it's, it's, it's the case where we have to... To pump up the uh, the the, the uh, compensation of that that uh, that uh, that person, I'd be willing to look at that and have that discussion with my fellow council people because it's that important. I think uh, um, if we really truly can't fill, which is a very very important job, because one of the reasons might be at the compensation levels. Well, you know, we have to change that because we have to we have to keep moving forward and uh, uh, and then work at uh, you know hopefully. Uh, persuading folks that uh, uh, if the mayor or, or any administration comes before us and, and needs more bodies in that department uh, to make it work we have to look at that and look at it seriously there's a there's a there's a it's it's not foolish monies when you're looking at trying to develop a, a department that's going to benefit the city long term so 
Yeah, it's my biggest frustration of all, and I, I and I, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's disheartening sometimes. You sort of took one of the questions uh, out of my mouth uh, yeah. because I was going to say, supposing uh, Dave Susi introduced uh, legislation and whatever the salary is right now, uh, you added thirty thirty five percent more onto the salary. Right. Do you think uh, that once we up that salary, that um, that somebody would? Uh, t- in other words, is it a matter of? You think it's a matter of only money? Yeah. Well, I, I, probably not only money. I think, uh, you know, we, you hit it on earlier about the, the, the bodies in that department. So, yeah, I think, I think compensation would go a long way to getting more people to look at it. That's for sure. Um, but then there are folks that say, I don't want to be part of a department if it's going to be underfunded and, and I don't have the bodies that I need to, to get things done. I mean, you get a, a really great dynamic person uh, as director coming in. You know, you have to support them other ways as well. And I, I think that's more discussions that we have to have. And I, it's not to have arguments. It's about realities of life that uh, I think in a, it's within our scope to do that. We're not, it's, not, it's not breaking any banks to, to do what we're, what, we're, what we're thinking about. A 30% increase. I think that salary is eighty or 85000 right now, I think, for the, for the uh, planning director. But, I mean, all the other directors make a lot more money than that. And it, rightfully so. I mean, and, uh, but why should this very, very important position not be looked at uh, and, and give it the compensation. And then at the same time, the whole department, uh, which is vital for planning for, for grant monies that we might get, CDBG fundings, you have to, there's lots of record keeping that has to be done with that stuff. And uh, just the follow-ups on, 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 you know, people looking to invest in this community. You need those kinds of people in place to, to follow up and, and keep the ball rolling. And uh, again, I talk about this every time I come on, Roger, so I'll be doing it when I'm done, I imagine. But until That's we okay. make actual changes, uh, it's, it's, it's frustrating. But there are things that we can get done. Uh, and I think conversation on that side would be a, a long way. And then, you know, assuring that whoever does come in as a director will have support and support from the council and, uh, and, and, and meaning that if they need a couple extra bodies that we have to give it to them. This is not wasted money. This is, these, are, these are things that get things done. All right, um, we have a couple of ads, and then we'll be right back with our final thoughts. There's plenty of winter left, and Belo sells two great products to keep you prepared. They always have Inferno Ice Melt in stock. This product features no salt and will not damage your grass, steps, walkways, plants, or carpets. And it is pet-friendly, too. And for incredible heat output in your wood stove, Pelos carries Cubics pellets, known for delivering 9,000 BTUs per pound with a low ash residue. Imported from Canada, you can buy it by the bag or by the ton. And if you buy by the ton, you don't have to take it with you immediately. You have up to 30 days and can take 10 bags at a time. How convenient is that? Cubics pellets and Inferno ice melt. Always in stock at Pelos. 665 Diamond Hill Road, Woonsocket. Open every day. There's a church nearby where members are kind and friendly. May we invite you to attend services at the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Call 658-2748 for information on seeing us online. It's the church where you can hear the gospel, believe in Christ, repent, confess, and be baptized. Join us this week for our prayer and Bible study, Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Sunday services at 1 p.m. Our sermons are understandable to grow you in faith and available online. Again, we are the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, inviting you on your journey of salvation. Services conducted by Pastor Marcus Warren. Bible study and services now available on Zoom only at the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, I don't know where to go here, uh... Should we uh, talk about the uh, reports uh, from the department heads that uh, some members of the council want? Should we talk about the water treatment plant, which uh, is scheduled to come uh, into play uh, in uh, the spring? Should we talk about solar um, solar uh, arrays and panels and fields and so forth? Should we talk about the comprehensive plan that uh, we have to do and spend over a hundred thousand bucks uh, mm. to do it? Should we talk about any of those interest you uh, that I uh, not necessarily, <laughs> Roger? <laughs> you know the solar planning. Uh, it just you know, we, we did have a solar uh, subcommittee of the council uh, that met and it, it put a, did a lot of great work. Um, I think it just. This COVID world hit, and uh, I think it, everything kind of got bogged down. And uh, I, 
think communications might have might have ceased a little bit on that. But there is talk uh, between the administration and the council that uh, we're going to be re-looking at that stuff um, because it's vitally important. I mean, there are communities around us that are are uh, putting forth uh, solar uh, projects and they're happening, uh, and it will happen in Woonsocket. And I think it's just the timing was 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 not great the last time we, they looked at it, but uh, a lot of the legwork has been done, and I, this, 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 I think it's a, a real, a real uh, possibility in the very, sh you know, near future that we're going to look at it for, you know, really seriously, um, for sure. I'm waving a little card in yeah. front of you. Uh, this card here is from the Board of Canvases saying that there is an election in Woonsocket on March the 2nd. Yeah. And I was, uh, A, wondering, uh, I know, because you are a good citizen, I know you're going to go vote. I, but the question is, I wanted to find out how you were going to vote, whether you're going to vote on Election Day at one of the four locations or whether you were going to vote. What they call they call it emergency in person right. now through uh, March first. Yeah, but it's not an emergency because you can go down there any day up until four o'clock and vote. Right. So a, how are you going to vote? And b, um, do you like spending uh, money on on bond issues? Uh, I know that's not a city issue. No, I know. Yeah. I know it's a state issue. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I will be voting in person on on election day. Uh, that's just. Me and I think they call it emergency because everything's called emergency during this this COVID uh, oh, okay. thing. So there's not really a. I think it's just we're within that emergency still existing of the COVID emergency. Uh, so it allows people to come in any you know during the the day and, and, and vote in person. Uh, but very it's very very safe and and some people just feel a lot more comfortable with that. But a vote, in my opinion, a vote's a vote. So I'm not I'm not I don't I never get bogged down about how how people want to vote. I think it's it's a, we're, we're fortunate to have various ways to do it. Um, in my opinion, there should never be a hindrance in to, to try to, to stop people from voting. So, so that's good. Um, the other question was: uh, Would you be supporting all oh, the yes. bond issues? Yeah, bond. You know, so, do I support bond issues? You know, if we didn't have bond issues in this state through the years, there'd be nothing. Right? We wouldn't have anything done, right? Like we wouldn't not have having Scarborough Beach. There'd be <laughs> raw sewage flowing into Narragansett Bay. We wouldn't have the the, the wonderful you know the project that they built to. to prevent that from happening. We wouldn't have flood uh, uh, mitigation. I mean, you know, you need bond issues. And a lot of these bond issues are vitally important to the state, to the state of Rhode Island. And yeah, it sucks to have to, excuse my language, but it, it stinks to have to to, to to borrow money to do these things. But it's it's what we've, you know, kind of what we've always done. Um, I don't think it's those things that get us in big trouble in this state. Um, I think it's things that, that get things done. And uh, uh, I think a lot of the issues on the, on this, this, uh, this, this, the election coming up on March 2nd are, are vitally important uh, to a lot of people, but to, to the Rhode Island as a whole. Dave Susie, thanks for spending some time with us. We yeah. appreciate it. Boy, that hour went fast. Yes. You when know. you're having a good time, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> right. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye All right, right, Roger. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.